You're a man that controls his own destiny. A man that is always in the pursuit of being better. You are in the right place. You are responsible. You are strong. You are a leader. You are a force for good. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. Welcome back to the Alpha Quorum Show. Brad Singletary here. You guys, we're back again with another amazing guest. Uh, today is going to be awesome. Sitting across from me right now is a man that has dedicated his life to health, fitness, and helping others become better versions of themselves. Before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to all of you who've been supportive on the social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram. Hopefully soon we're going to have TikTok up and running. Appreciate you watching on YouTube. This show is rapidly growing and the, the podcast platforms are also uh, taking notice of us. We're so excited that so many of you are finding value in the things that we're sharing and we're excited about the trajectory that we're on. This whole thing is growing so fast and we just want all of you to know how much we appreciate you. Now, today we're speaking with a man whose accomplishments and experience are only found in those who exercise self-mastery. This man is driven by purpose He's a master trainer at Lake Las Vegas and, and is a successful entrepreneur and public speaker. Gentlemen, please welcome George Valila. Hello, hello. Hey, Hi, dude. Thanks it's so glad to me, have man. you I here, man. It. Thank you so much. So George is kind of my neighbor around here somewhere. We met Pretty actually in, in the grocery store. And uh, he... In the fruit section, right? I think it was. That's right. I was <laughs> on my way out. You're on your way in. Actually, I saw you in the parking lot right. in this pimped out golf cart. That was so cool. I was like, whoa, look at this guy. And then I saw you inside and I was like, is this dude somebody famous? You know, I, <laughs> he looks like a freaking million bucks. Uh, thanks, thanks. And, you know, just kind of walking in there for the day. And uh, it was, I, I had challenged some of my guys in my group here to, when you see a man that catches your eye, that is interesting, that is a neighbor, somebody walking their dog, just be willing to shake someone's hand. And that yep. was the day that I met you. And yes. so I appreciate your friendliness and just openness. You probably thought, who is this fat redneck? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, kind of crossed my mind. But uh, no, everything seemed to you know, work out pretty well. So yeah, it was, it was, it worked out pretty good. So, so you, your career spanning back to like 1997 Correct. to Gold's Gym. Is right. that back on the East Coast? That is back on the East Coast in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Correct. Okay. Yep. All right, so give us a little bit of background. So you grew up on the East Coast, or is that where you're from? I grew up uh, originally. I lived in the Bronx till I was 12 years old. Okay, uh, with uh, with my young, with my older brother, and um, uh, we, um, you know, we had we had a bad childhood growing mm -hmm. up. Uh, you know, uh, my we lived with my grandfather and my grandmother up on the fifth floor, on the Grand Concourse, and he was a alcoholic. He had one eye that was glass, and he owned a, uh, a taxi company and also a garage. My father had a seventh grade education. He drove for Greyhound uh, for, for many, many years. And uh, my grandmother had a daughter who was severely retarded and got stung by a mosquito. Back then, you know, people think that it's new, you know, I guess 10 years ago, but she got the Zeke virus. So now oh, she was paralyzed. Okay. So, you know, we lived in a very, very dangerous neighborhood. I mean, we got mugged, we got robbed. Uh, we had our guitar stolen from us. Wow. It was, it, it was, it was rough growing up. So um, after we left there, we went to the, uh, the suburbs in Maple Shade, New Jersey. My father uh, met a woman. And, uh, you know, started going to school. We were never really ever good in school. 
just never good at school. And unfortunately, you know, the way that my father was raised, the tough guy, Puerto Rico, 12, you know, his, his, his father had 12 brothers and, uh, you know, didn't get a lot of love, never got a hug, always put down. And um, so when I grew up, I had zero self-confidence. I mean, I couldn't do anything. I mean, if mm. I pumped your gas, I would put diesel in it. Would it <laughs> if, if, if I would work the Jiffy Loop, I would pull the wrong, the, the, the wrong, you know, the knob out to, to, and drain the wrong fluid. I mean, if, if, if I would give you the wrong change, if I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, I mean, I just had absolutely zero, zero confidence in myself. So I will say that, you know, that's probably one thing if you ever want to teach your child. I know education is very important, but teach them to have some self-confidence. Because let me yeah. tell you something. If you can't do it, I mean, you walk in that room already a loser. Right. You're, you're, you're already beat, mm -hmm. you know. So um, when I was 27 years old, I was going to school at the time and I was taking some courses in kinesiology and anatomy, physiology, nutrition, something that I was always interested in. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a, I was working for Canada Dry blew my back out and oh. I needed back surgery. So I didn't work for a year mm -hmm. and I was working at the gold gym in Cherry Hill. Uh, I was unemployed and there was mm -hmm. a guy there named Mike. He said, you know, you're in good shape. You want to do some personal training? And I was like, well, I'm never personal trained, but I know a lot about nutrition and you know, how the body works. You're hired. And I was there all the time. I was cleaning toilets. I mean, I was open the place, close the place. I had nothing to do. Next thing you know, he makes me the general manager. Wow. And I start picking up one client, two clients, five clients. And uh, after a while, he was a good looking guy that sold like, remember the T. Michael T-shirts uh -huh. they used to sell mm -hmm. like that? He was a good looking guy. He did, uh, you know, pro bodybuilding. He's like, you want to run this place? I'm 27 years old. No wow. confidence. But I, but the gym was something that I just felt good. Mm -hmm. I felt like I knew what I was doing. It was like the only thing, the first time I'm in my life where I was like, this feels good. And these people that, that, that are hiring me, they're thanking me. They're like, thank you. I'm like, wow, this feels great. Forget about the money. Right. They actually appreciate me. And that's where I believe my, my, my addiction to excelling this, because this, it, I can't let this feeling go. It feels too good. Yeah. So um, I started studying and reading more and getting more into injuries, which mm -hmm. is when you start working with people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, you start talking about sicknesses and diseases and mm -hmm. uh, back, knees, hips, shoulders, pregnant people. Mm -hmm. And I just took off. He let me redesign the whole gym, brought in new equipment, gave them a proposal, loved it. The mirrors, the TVs. Um, I designed a basketball league there. He um, he let me take over the personal trainers. And I just I just I just blew up. It, it was fantastic. Wow. So what started your own fitness journey? I mean, were you like a teenager when you started that or in your in your adulthood? Or how did you hit the gym? When did you start that? Honestly, I was I was probably about 19 when I started going to the gym. And you know, I injured myself quite a few times. You know, uh, I have a picture on my phone when I'm seven years old. I'm flexing like this. So I, <laughs> I, I have good genetics. Uh -huh. You know, I'm born with large muscle be bellies and I have very small joints, though. Mm. So, though, aesthetically, it looks very pleasing. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I'm very susceptible to injuries. Oh, OK, so my muscles are very strong, but the joints can't handle the mm. weight. So it was because of me suffering injuries, especially to my back and shoulders that I learned 
what to do, what not to do, how to mm-hmm. work around it, the, mm-hmm. the injury. So when I work with my clients that come to me who have injuries, I'm already not just reading a book, but I've also experienced it. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot now with personal training is that and other professions also, you know, they get everything from a book. Mm-hmm. They get everything from a magazine, mm-hmm. but they don't experience themselves. Right. And I think that's probably the number one probably way to learn or teach is to go through experience in your life, not just reading something from a book, because you know how it is, Brad, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> anything can happen any moment, anytime you could plan and read and study all you want. But when the shit hits the fan and you got to know something, man, there is, there's nothing like, it's like a car accident, mm. you know, and until you get into that situation, right. you go, Oh, I'm going to be the tough guy. I'm going to get out of this car and save everybody. Yeah. Okay. You know, and when this thing's on fire, get ready to blow up. You got people screaming and it's just chaos. Then, you know, that's, that's the best. That's that's why I'm such a good therapist. I'm so messed up. (laughs) (laughs) I've experienced that personally. So exactly. uh, Literally, that's true. And I love how you talk about the, the difficulty that you came up with, you know, family stuff and then just, you know, hardship living where you lived. And now it's like you're living the dream and you just, I can just tell that you, you've got some things figured out. Um, you talked about your wife and some of her great, uh, accomplishments and responsibilities in her career. And you just carry yourself so well. One of our things that we talk about, well, I have this little model called the red nine and they're just nine principles, but three of them that I can really see as very strong in you is number one, resourcefulness. So being able to figure things out, you're talking about figuring out your own injuries and your own body early on and then helping other people understand their body. So there's a lot of learning. I can't imagine the vast amount of just information that you have. And then energy. So that has to do with the physical body and just maintaining energy in your in your life and in your body. And then the last one is distinction. So obviously you have discipline. That's another one of those. But distinction is just you carry yourself like someone that people should pay attention to. That's very important. That is very important. I, and I think that goes for a lot of professions also, Brad, especially in your profession. Look, you know, when people come to you for help, you know, it's not just giving them advice. It's also how you give them advice. Mm-hmm. You got to sound you like, you know what you're talking about and everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I've been where you've been. Mm-hmm. Trust me. You know, and I could read something from a book of you, of course. Mm -hmm. But when you talk to somebody who has been there and done that and you have the ability to verbalize Mm -hmm. uh, and read them and let them know what they what they what they should hear. Because, you know, your message is different to different people, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, um, again, with experience, you know, you start to learn that, you know, we're going to fix this. We're going to fix this. I know how you feel, how you feel. But trust me. And, and you have to communicate confidence when you talk to these people because they're they're vulnerable when they come to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to project leadership and confidence and knowing that you may hit a wall, but I'm going to figure out how to get around this and we're going to do this. I promise you. And, and that's, that's, I think that's real important. When you talk about, you know, the way you present yourself, it seems like the conviction first has to be in you. And that's what I, that's what's very strong as you is that you, you know what you're talking about and you know what you're doing and you accept that 100% in yourself. I think there's a lot of capable men out there who have the knowledge or have the experience, but they just don't stand up and, you know, be counted and, and allow it to be known that they are self-confident. So 
is that something you developed? I mean, you talked about flexing when you're seven years old. I've got right. a seven year old who's doing that right now. He's right. like doing the YouTube workouts and he's, he's all about confidence, but how have you gained all of this belief in yourself? I, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. Let's say uh, dieting. Mm-hmm. There's many different diets. Mm-hmm. The summer Suzanne diet, the keto diet, the Atkins diet, the lion's diet, the carnivorous diet. And you could read about all these diets, mm-hmm. read them till you're blue in the face. What I want you to do is do every single one. Okay. If it takes three months to do it, stick to it and do it. It's going to be uncomfortable. So, so let's say if you're going to do the, um, the, you know, the, the paleo diet, or you're going to do the Atkins diet where your body goes into ketosis and you're very uncomfortable. You're depriving your brain of glucose. Uh, you're stuttering a little bit. You know, your brain loves glucose for an energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have some bad nights of sleep. Your breath is going to stink from having ketones in your blood. Well, guess what? I want you to do this for the next three months. You know, I want you to eat a high fat diet. I want you to eat. I want you to put on 30 pounds in the wintertime and see how fast you can drop it. Mm. Don't drink. Don't Mm. do drugs for three Mm. months, four months, five months. So you have to mean me personally. Mm -hmm. I've done every single diet there is. Of course, I read about it. But until you actually do it. And again, I think that most trainers, um, they don't want to do it. It's just, it's very uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. Same thing with doing cardio. Mm-hmm. You ever do cardio till you pass out because you're dehydrated and hit the ground. You got to call your girlfriend to come pick you up on the golf cart because you're on under a tree on, on grass. Yeah, that's what you have to do. And you have to, you know, weigh yourself and do an in-body test and check your body fat. And I think that is the best way to, to take somebody from point A to point B. Like if you're going to, if you're going to tell somebody what to do damn well, you better do it yourself. Yeah. You, you've had experience with it. You know what that diet is like, you know, you get the runs or the, you know, the keto flu or whatever they call that stuff. You you've experienced it. So you, as you teach someone to do it. And so when you tell them to do all of it, you're just saying, have some experiences, find out what works for you. Is that the point of that? Correct. And of course, you know, from there, you can critique it a little bit. You can modify it, make it a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, y- you find nowadays uh, that, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, bonsai every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, you take it, you know, level three, and then you, you kind of work your way up. And the best thing to motivate people is progress, mm-hmm. results. Once you see something, you're, you're, it's easier to get back in there. Absolutely. And I, you know what? You know, I have access to certain machines uh, that, where I can test people and I can show them on a piece of paper, especially with, like with women. Um, so let's say a woman starts lifting weights mm-hmm. and 30 days go by. She hasn't lost a pound yet. Nowadays with technology, we have the ability to see, well, geez, she's lost three pounds of fat, but she's put on three pounds of muscle mm-hmm. and her percentage of body fat went from 25% to 22%. That is fantastic. Back in the day, if you didn't have that technology, she'd be pissed off. I, think like, I wasted my time. Well, I just, haven't lost a pound, right. you know, but, but, but not nowadays. Mm. And this is now from there, we can just start to just, if your diet's a little bit, you know, it's, it, it's um, too easy. I could turn it up a notch mm-hmm. and see how we do with the results. And then you just take it from there. And again, people, once they get results, it is very, very motivating. Sure. So you look great, man. You look, uh, how Thanks. old are you? 53. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I get a little Botox. Don't give me all the credit. Dude, well, this is, this is work, whatever it is you're doing. So I'm just wondering, um, have you done like competitive type stuff? I mean, that's how you're shaped. I just wonder if you've done that whole on the stage kind of stuff. I have not. And I get that question all the time. 
And I have somebody that would like to sponsor me now to do a show, but uh, I really have uh, no interest. Um, honestly, um, I'm actually pretty modest. You know, mm-hmm. when I go out, I don't show my body mm-hmm. too much. I don't like to be the, the center of attention. And when I train my clients, I don't wear a tank top and uh, I don't want attention on me. Mm. I want my attention to be on the clients, all eyes on them. Mm-hmm. I'm just the person there to guide you. I don't want anybody, you know, uh, you know looking at me. I, I'm not there for me. I'm there for you. And I don't to want be to be this, intimidating. Yeah. You know, I, I find also, you know, w- if you're going to be a successful personal trainer, I believe you got to drop your ego. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first meet somebody, don't show up, you know, in short shorts and a tank top and a chain. And um, I, I just, in my experience, I just don't think it's necessary to do that. If you're going to be a professional, be a professional, mm-hmm. you know, look, look, you know, look how you want to be, you know, the, 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 the visual that you want, that you want mm-hmm. to give off. So, you know, I was thinking the other day about my clients here. So I do mental health, marriage and family counseling and stuff like that, addictions and all different things. And right. you know who I don't see in my office are people that look like you, really? the, the gym rats, the people that are very physical and very active they don't come here. And I don't know if it's because they're stubborn and hardheaded and don't want to dig into their stuff or that they're processing their grief and pain and, you know, their stresses in life in the gym. I mean, there's, I've had a couple, you know, some first responders who happen to be really fit, but most people who are coming for help on the emotional side, I mean, they haven't been in the gym in 20 years or they quit since they stopped recess in sixth grade, you know, I right, mean, they right, haven't been very active. So what do you make of that? I'm, I'm saying people who are very physically active don't seem to be showing up to the places to get emotional help. Well, uh, Brad, I would tell you this, um, only 8% of the population, um, you know, works out consistently mm. only 8%. It, it, wow. It's a very small amount, especially in this country mm-hmm. itself. Number one, number two, I'll say as far as, you know, exercising uh, is concerned. Um, you know, I think that sometimes you're almost doing therapy for yourself. So mm-hmm. if you have problems at home or, you know, you had a fucked up childhood growing mm-hmm. up or, you know, you're going through whatever, maybe you got fired from your job or you're having, you know, health issues, you know, when you go to work out or you train, you know, you, um, you basically, you're escaping, it's temporary, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but if you work out for, let's say, 45 minutes or an hour, you know, your brain starts to produce dopamine, serotonin, um, and so you, you kind of feel good, and it's a way, it's like your own therapy that you're doing. Yeah, it's like a, a way to hack, <laughs> it's a hack for, it's a self-hack for your emotional health to be sure. physically active, you know, you're kind of burning off some stress there, and I love it, man. Correct. Eight percent—that's crazy. It's low. That, that makes sense. I, I mean, mean, if you really think about it, mm-hmm. you know, if you look in the, um, you know, very large neighborhood, you know, out of a hundred people, yeah, only, only eight. Which is why wow. a lot of these times, this is how these gyms. It's a great uh, plan, like Planet Fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the reason why they can only charge ten dollars a month. They made a bet, and they said, you know what? So many people are going to join this gym because everybody wants to work out. But for $10 a month, it's not even worth your time to pull in there and cancel your membership. Because I know that next month I'll start working out again for 10 bucks. And it's just, it goes on. It just goes for years. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people would just, you know, they, they always want to, mm-hmm. but they just find reasons not to, which is again, probably human nature a little bit. also. What makes us do that? I mean, what makes us make the excuses? I'm that way. I just, 
recently canceled my second membership because I wasn't going to the first gym. Right. Because <laughs> so I, I want to work out with my other buddy sure. at the other gym and sure. I wasn't doing either one. So why do we have such a hard time getting going and just beginning or getting back to it if we've been off for a while? What is? I think there's, uh, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, I think that we want results pretty quickly. Mm. You know, you, you break your ass for two weeks and you want to see something, you know, unfortunately it's hard to abuse your body for 10 years and then work out for two weeks and say, okay, where's my abs? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, also, you know, well, 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 the majority of people who are working out inside the fitness centers or the gyms really don't know what they're doing. They really don't. And you figure nowadays with YouTube and more information out there that things would have changed. I, it's, it's just as bad, if not worse, mm -hmm. but there are ways there's, there's an order to working out. There is a difference between eating healthy and eating to drop body fat. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this knowledge just doesn't seem to be out there, mm -hmm. but there's a way to do it and to make yourself comfortable so that you'll stick to it. And look, you know, nowadays we have, you know, you know, we could watch our phone on, mm -hmm. you know, on our, on our, on our you know, TV, on our mm -hmm. phones. And, and we have way many other things to, uh, you know, take our interest off of, of getting healthy. But listen, I guess ultimately it comes down to excuses, right? Ultimately it comes down to excuses. But if I think if somebody really wanted to uh, get into exercising and, and living a better, healthy lifestyle, we'll say, Try to find yourself a, a good, good personal trainer, at least mm -hmm. just to get you on the path, mm -hmm. just to at least get you on the path, at least make an effort. And maybe they'll, they'll have a way of giving you some words that'll motivate you. And maybe see a personal trainer just once a week, just mm -hmm. to keep a check on you. Right. A little you know? accountability. Absolutely. I Listen, let me tell you something, Brad. I text my clients. When they leave me, I'll text them the next day. What'd you eat this morning? How do you feel? Mm. You know, if I don't see them for two or three days, I'll, I'll text, hey, just checking in. How you making out? Oh, you had this? Next time, look, next time instead of having that taco, just eat the inside of the taco. And, you know, it's working when I'm not working, but that little bit makes a big difference. And that's what separates the people who, um, you know, are training 10, 15, 20 people a week than somebody who's training 60 to 85 people wow. a week. So you've got a real relationship with them. I mean, Absolutely, they, they just don't do. show up for their appointment. You're thinking about them and caring for them all along the week. And then that helps with their, you know, they want, because they want to, I don't want to say please you, but they, but they probably appreciate the accountability. They want to know that they can be as reliable as you are. You're modeling some really healthy sure. relationship behavior with them. And you know what, Brad, I actually do care about these you know, my clients, especially because, you know, when I was growing up, I had no family. Nobody ever said, you know, good job, George, or gave me a hug or showed any appreciation. So, you know, I know that I'm really great to my clients, but they're great for me also. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, um, I, I really feel bad when they leave or, you know, they stop training for whatever reason, but they are just as therapeutic to me as I am to them. They mm -hmm. rank so much value to my life. Cause again, I went the majority of my life without having really any love. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it is my pleasure, my honor to, to, to help these people.
it you know, you know how that hurts to not have that. And so you don't want to be that guy. You want to definitely show up and just reflect some good back to the person. I don't want to disappoint make them. Make them feel special. And Absolutely. That's great. Absolutely. Do most trainers talk about diet with their clients too? I mean, do most do, or is that like specialized stuff or most are considering both with their. Most personal trainers are stuck still in the seventies, the eighties and uh, talking about calories. And it's just the old way um, of, 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 talking about dieting mm-hmm. so when we let's say well let's let's talk about calories mm-hmm. okay you'll never hear me use that word <laughs> because calories is irrelevant and when i have some of these courses uh that that i teach i ask them i say put your hands up but i ask you one simple question what's a calorie maybe two or three people out of let's say 50 people will put their hands up mm-hmm. most people all it is is just a measurement of energy mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so you could eat a thousand calories a day not lose any weight Okay. Let's say if you had, you know, five meals a, a day, two hundred calories a day, uh, per meal, and it was cake, your body's making insulin all day. All right. Let's say if you have five, six, seven, eight thousand calories a day, can you lose weight? Absolutely, you can. Why do you think the uh, the Atkins diet is so successful? They're eating. I mean that amount, but they're losing weight. So mm. calorie is just the measurement of energy. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Mm-hmm. So to count calories, which the majority of personal trainers put their clients on, they cut their calories. Mm. Now you're eating less. Nobody mm. wants to eat less. Now so it's what the calories are made out of. Yeah. So this, so now there's some books now coming out about this. I knew this back in the nineties, you know, because so, you were doing all that stuff. You were doing absolutely your own was. Kind of work I was with suffering it. And, 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 you know, sacrificing myself. Absolutely. I was absolutely. That's what you're supposed to do. You so know? what's your sort of routine? I mean, you, how do you stay this fit? You got a very low body fat percentage. Yep. Um, I'm, I mean, is this five days a week, seven days a week, three, or what's your typical healthy kind of what you like to, to do in terms of frequency and all that? I weight train every day and I do a two body split. So well, one day I'll do chest, shoulders, tries, hamstrings. Mm-hmm. But the key is this. I keep my reps 12 to 15. Mm-hmm. I keep my sets to three. Okay. I sets of 12 or 15. That's it. And okay. I do only three sets per body part. Okay. So if I do chest, shoulders, tries and hamstrings on a Monday, mm-hmm. since I didn't destroy it, I could do it again, 48 hours. I'll do it again on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do it again on Friday. Mm-hmm. And that goes for my quadriceps, back buys and calves also. See, if you don't destroy that muscle, you can train it more often. Mm. It's tear and repair, tear and repair. Tear and repair. I love that tear and repair. That's you know, the t- that's the title of our episode. I think. Oh, is tear it? And repair. Oh, yeah. it's 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 very effective. Your joints appreciate it, especially um, at our age. You save a lot of time, and it's also not necessary. You see, look, it's all about the quality of the tear of a muscle. Mm-hmm. Once you tear a muscle with the hardest uh, effort that you could give. You're never going to tear that muscle like you did the first time. Mm. Why would you continue to tear the muscle? If I tell you to run 100 yards, as hard as you can, I put a gun to your head, you're going to run this as hard as you can, and you do it. I'm going to say, do it again. There ain't no way in hell you're going to be able to do it again the way Mm. you just did. Mm. And every time that you do it, all right, you're going to get slower and slower and slower. Mm. So once you tear that muscle, there's no need to continue to tear the muscle. So I see a guy... 
who's doing, you know, 15 sets on his biceps. You know, if I want to take a, a, a thermometer and jam it into his muscle, the temperature you're creating friction is going up in that muscle. Now you're creating lactic acid. Ah, oh, that's where the soreness comes that's, from. That's where some of the soreness comes from, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's detrimental to your muscle. Mm-hmm. Tear the muscle and leave it alone. See, most people think that lifting the weights is what makes your muscles grow. That's not what makes your muscles grow. It's resting the muscle and eating the protein. Mm. That's what makes the muscles grow. But most people think, let me just destroy this muscle. It's going to make it grow. It's actually, it's not true at all. And then again, when you destroy the muscle like that, now you're going to need way more days of recovery to do Mm it. Wow, that's fascinating. Tear and repair. Tear and repair, brother. That's it. It's funny because, you know, there people doing these ice baths and all these different things and, you know, make yourself uncomfortable. I've used that. I didn't I didn't have this clever of a term as tear and repair, but I've used that with people just going through hard things in life, you know. And, and what I talk about is that, hey, you've, you've gone through something difficult, a big transition, a divorce, a job loss or whatever. Good. That's going to make you stronger. That's a tear. And now let's do the repair. You know, there's a, there's a, you had a fight with your woman and you know, there's, you feel all beat up from that. Good. Let's let that heal and repair it. And that's how we get stronger in life too. We tear our soul. We tear ourselves. We tear our muscle. And then the repair is what brings us strength. That's a, that's a fascinating metaphor there. You're absolutely right. You know, it's funny because, you know, as we're talking here, you, you kind of see that our professions really aren't that different, (laughs) right? you know, whether you're, you're learning knowledge and how you learn from, from, from hurting Mm -hmm. and, and how to put things back together again, as Mm -hmm. efficiently Mm -hmm. uh, as possible, doing the best that you can and results, even if it's psychologically, if you feel more confident, um, if you can speak better, um, it's, 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 it's progress Mm -hmm. and people love progress, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so, you know, Brad, when you create that, you know, they, it it motivates them, you know, Mm -hmm. and a a lot of times it's very difficult and sometimes it takes more than one or two or five sessions, Mm -hmm. but once they get a hold of it, you know, they'll, they'll, they can, don't let go. They can be forever, forever different from there. Yeah, absolutely. It can. Don't get lazy. So you've done a lot of leadership too. So you're not just doing this one-on-one stuff with your clients. You've, you've built massive programs, done massive like gym overhauls where yes. you're renovating the entire space, managing yes. the whole project. Correct. Um, there's a lot of leadership there too. When it comes to networking, I saw there where you, you know, you're talking with like orthopedic guys and correct uh, physical therapists and dietitians and all these different oncologists. Yeah. All these different disciplines and you've had to connect with them. Sure. You've, that's a way to network, to get, I guess, referrals, but also you're giving something to them. Um, I'm just curious about what you've learned about leadership and the power of networking. Well, as for, with the networking, again, um, back when I started, you you know, I would train a lot of kinesiologists and oncologists and, you know, general practitioners and orthopedics, mm-hmm. and they're more than ha- happy to share their knowledge with you. So when mm-hmm. I train them, you know, uh, it's not just all, you know, banging the weights. There's a little bit of conversation mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes they'll let me borrow their books. They'll bring me in to them if I, you know, if I have a, 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 you know, client of mine that has a herniated disc and, oh, you know what? I'm seeing Jennifer later at mm-hmm. three o'clock. She, my office is right across the street. I said, you know what? I know Jen. Yeah, well, come on in. Well, let's look at some of the, the x-rays and the MRIs as long as Jen's comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And usually it's a client that mm-hmm. I know and learn, um, you know, from there, mm-hmm. you know, again, hands on, mm-hmm. you know, when you, there's so much talent 
there's so much talent um, with some of these people that you work with, you know, they're just not just somebody that you train, but th- again, they have, you know, some skills or that, that, that they can share with you. Mm-hmm. And they, and, and it's awesome because they appreciate sharing that also. So that's how you start to become, you know, friendly with these people and you start going to their, you know, their home for dinner and, you know, meeting their families. So, like I say, I mean, you learn a lot in this profession also. And, and, you know, same thing with you, Brad, you start to, you know, these people and then, you know, they have a lot to teach you. You didn't think maybe walking into it, but all of a sudden like, man, this, this, this guy or this woman is, wow, really something. I (laughs) I always say to people, I feel guilty sometimes getting paid to be inspired by my client. (laughs) You know, they, cause I definitely learn about life and I learn about things I haven't experienced and how the people work on their repair of that. I definitely learned from that. So you're, you're sharing things with these other professionals. They're sharing with you. Absolutely. You're hanging out with high level people. You know, you're, you're working with people who are interested in growth and in health. That's gotta help your internal like frequency that you're on because everybody you're talking to is in the gym or a health professional or someone that is serious about living well. Sure. And and you know what, Brad, even the people who are not as educated or, you know, not as worldly, um, you know, there's always something to learn, you know, that they, 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 you think that you're thinking one way and all of a sudden this person will say something to you that comes out of left field. You're like, you know what? Shit, man. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, you know. Usually, the person apologizes before they tell you. I'm going to ask you a dumb question, or and they're like, "Wow, that that thank you for sharing that. I'm glad you didn't hold that back." You know, kind of like when you saw me in, in you know at, at Albertsons. You know, you, you just stepped up to me and you said, "Hey, you know, you know, do you want to get together?" And you kind of, I was like, you know, I'm perfect timing, right? So and you that's just how you know. started this too. You were just at the gym, and they noticed that you were there all the time, and they offered you the job. Like That's part of how you began is through networking, and you mentioned earlier about how nice it was for people to see you and value you. So they didn't just, they didn't just fill in a position with you. They noticed drive. They noticed ambition. They noticed you have some intelligence about this stuff and some, some, uh, consistency and some good habits. So sure. that's helped with the networking when it comes to leadership, you know, working with teams, um, supervising or managing people, you've done a ton of that type of thing. What have you found as just most important in working with people that you're in charge of or that you lead? Uh, what are some things you picked up along the way about what to do or not to do as you work with people or try to inspire? Well, I will say that um, some of the clients now that I'm currently working with, I'm working a lot with now with uh, balance issues. Mm -hmm. In order to get, one thing the body hates to do is fall. Mm -hmm. If you got a broken arm and you feel like you're going to fall, your your body will use that arm. It it can't help itself. So what I get to do with my clients, uh, a lot of that I'm working with now is they have to trust me. And in order to get the best result out of them, especially when it comes to balance, I have to actually make them feel like they're going to fall. Mm. I have to get them to the point where their 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 eyes get big, they stick their arms out, and they're. But what happens is I'm getting the maximum, uh, m- the maximum amount of muscle flexing. I'm getting so much stimulation from their from their brain to their nerves into the muscles that it's the only way to do it. Because if they know I'm going to catch them, if they know they're not going to fall. They're, 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 the results won't be as good. Hmm. So you have to 
make them think that they're really going to fall. And I'll get them close. I've never dropped anybody yet. Kind of push them to the limit. And you're Absolutely. saying there's a connection with what their brain thinks is going to happen and in what actually happens, which is safety and it's all good. And you're kind of there that to is correct. protect them. But uh, I have to make them uncomfortable, but they have to trust me. That's kind of like when you stand up and you cross your arms and you fall backwards. Mm. It's like that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, if, but if I have a way of convincing you and promising you that you're not going to get hurt, and this is the best thing that you can do. Just trust me. Just trust me. I got you. They'll do it. Wow. They'll do it. And the results are amazing. So I'm a little bit weird like this because I think in everything in parallels, but I'm thinking of what you're saying. And again, how that applies to life. You're saying one thing that I do to help people with balance is put them on the verge of complete imbalance mm. and make them think they're going to fall. And that's where the growth comes from. That's where the good stuff is, is in the almost too much. So. That's interesting. I, I wonder it's how true. that applies to the rest of us, the rest of life, where don't be so afraid of your limitation. Try to push it a little bit. Try to push beyond what you think you can do. And that's actually where you start to find some balance. That's, that's fascinating. The, the human body is amazing at adapting, not just physically, but mentally also. You know, um, you'll see a lot of these these gentlemen and some of these women that are that are in the military, uh, you know, they think that, you know, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. You know, I can't hold my breath underneath the water uh, for, you know, let's say, a certain amount of time or you know, a certain amount of distance. Or, um, you know, I can't stand the heat this much. There's no way I'm jumping in that bucket of ice water. I, I can't, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody's yelling in your ear. Yes, yes, yes. And, 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 and man, you do it. You do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not always going to happen. But the fact that you even tried is, is, is a step forward and then you do it again and then you do it again. And you, and you know, it, it's, it's, um, our bodies, it, it'll go, it'll go. Our mind tells us it won't go, but our bodies, it'll go. Hmm. Oh, I was thinking of the term atrophy and I think I don't, I'm no expert, but I think what that means is you kind of start to lose, you know, muscle mass and you lose your strength by not using that. Correct. And I'm guessing that's true mentally as well. You know, if you're not pushing yourself, you're not challenging yourself, you're not learning anything new with the body, mind and spirit. I'm guessing that all applies that you got to just be willing to do the repetitions and keep showing up and keep working at it. And even though we have the, what was that? The instant gratification you're saying people want to see results within two weeks if we just put in the time the day will come when it's unmistakable what growth you've had i mean no one's ever going to question your fitness or, or or focus on health because of how you look and this didn't happen overnight this is uh 40 years of of this stuff right right uh I have good genetics also, yeah, yeah, which also do. play a factor. There are people who work way harder than me. I don't even sweat when I lift weights. I don't want to sweat. <laughs> I'm sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand. And I wish I could take all the credit, but you know, God has given me this physique and it would be a disgrace, an absolute disgrace for me to have this body and then abuse it. Right. Really? Cause people would, would just kill, you know, mm -hmm. for that. And, and I don't mean to sound, um, you know, kind of, no, that's true. Though. You like accept that. that. Yeah. But honestly, I, 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 um, you know, I diet hard. Uh, my cardio is very, very difficult. Um, but, uh, as far as weight training is concerned, I walk past the weight and, uh, and I can grow. So, so yeah, I, I, we were, I got off track talking about your routine. So you work out, you lift weights every day, every day. And then what about cardio and then diet? I'll tell you about my cardio okay. and this, my cardio is, 
it's it's dangerous. Uh-oh. This is what I do. I wait till it's about uh, 115 degrees out, the hottest time in the temperature. Make sure it's nice and sunny out. I put a pair of tights on, sweatpants on, and a black rubber suit on the bottom. On my chest, I put a, a tight turtleneck, a very thick um, uh, vinyl shirt, mm-hmm. hooded sweatshirt, a three millimeter neoprene swimsuit on mm-hmm. with a black rubber suit on top. Good big pair day. of sunglasses, two quarts of ice water around my back, and a nice big hat to protect me for the sun. And I walk outside in the sun. Wow. So if it's 110 degrees out, I'd probably say it's about 125 degrees inside that suit. Oh, and there's a reason why I'm there's a reason why I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, back in the day, you know, the, you just see the wrestlers put right. a trash bag on mm-hmm. it and, and sweat. Mm-hmm. Sweat is the dessert. Mm-hmm. This is how it works. If I were to take uh, somebody's body and throw it in ice water. OK, what happens is all the blood rushes to the center of the body to to the organs, mm-hmm. okay, right? You, you know, your your body doesn't need legs or arms to live. It's the same thing when I when I get with this this hot. What happens is, it's the damnedest thing. It's the only way to do it. How do you get your when you when you do cardio, your heart accelerates and your lungs accelerate. So when you run, right, heart accelerates, lungs accelerate. When you swim, heart accelerates, lungs accelerate. When you do the pre core, any type of cardio, how do you get your heart to accelerate? without breathing faster. Mm. The only one way to do it. Heat. Heat and extreme cold, extreme heat. So what happens is my body gets so hot, my blood starts to thicken. Mm. Now my blood starts to pull to the center of my body. Mm -hmm. So when I start to walk, um, um, my heart accelerates, but I could talk to you just the way I'm talking to you now. See, oxygen isn't my problem. Mm. It's that the fact that my blood has gotten thicker. So what happens is my legs start to get real heavy. I struggle to walk because mm. all the blood has now gone to the center of my body. So make sure you don't eat carbohydrates three hours before you do your cardio. You don't want any insulin in your body. So I know when I start walking, whatever it was, it was, it was in my liver has been digested. And, uh, and I walk in this extreme heat. I mean, it's crazy. When uh, you, you need to shut it down, when you start feeling cold, that's when you got to start taking um, some layers. But I do that about every single day. It's very, 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 very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Very uncomfortable. I can't imagine. How long is your walk? Oh, as I start to get leaner and leaner and leaner, um, you know, body fat is stored energy. Mm-hmm. My, my, my walks, I, I probably say now probably maybe a mile and a half if I'm lucky. But that could take me an hour. A lot of times I'm bent over, you know, mm. just trying to get you know, get some type of energy back, mm-hmm. but it is uh, very, very uncomfortable. And most people can't do it. I tell my clients, look, you know, start here. Don't start with so many and then work your way up. But like I say, mine is very, very extreme, but in order to get that lean, you have to get your body very uncomfortable. I increase my fat intake because mm-hmm. your body will start to go into preservation mode is what will happen. Mm-hmm. So I increase my fat intake and I put that damn suit on and I will go basically almost to where, uh, to where, to where I, I, I pass out. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I know I look uh, quite heavy, but it's actually I've got three suits on underneath. I'm just. Oh, do you? <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I imagine what that looks like. Are you walking down the road? I mean, this is around your neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, I'm walking down the road, or you know, when I lived in Lake Las Vegas, um, walk towards the hills. Mm-hmm. If you see the shade, walk around it. When you see a hill, walk towards it. It's you know, I got to be honest with you. You know, when I moved out here from New Jersey five years ago. I thought there would be a lot more thinner people here. I mean, it's beautiful. There's hills. It's sunny every day. Right. 
I was like, wow, there's got to be you know skinny people around here, like in California, right? I was, I was like, wow, it's 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 not the case. I was shocked. Mm. I, I know that the cultures here is a little bit different. You know, um, you have a lot of Spanish people like myself. Mm-hmm. You know, we eat a lot mm-hmm. of uh, starches, mm-hmm. so to speak. But uh, but besides that, um, yeah, but I was uh, pretty surprised. I thought you said walk toward the hills. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to make it around difficult. the shade. Don't run. Don't run. And this is a big thing. So look real quick the difference between walking and running when you run you start to breathe faster okay you're gonna burn very very little more body fat you will you will burn more body fat running just a little bit more Mm -hmm. what you're really burning is oxygen for energy you're burning a lot of oxygen not even counting the wear and tear on your back your knees your hips your shins see walking is something that you can do every day once you run, especially guys our age, all right, next day, more than likely, you're going to be sore, whether it's, you know, your joints or your muscles. And again, for the amount of wear and tear you're going to put on your body, all right, it, it's not it's not a fair trade off as far as I'm concerned. I would rather walk every single day, all right, not be, have any injuries from it. It's just not worth the small amount of body fat. Again, that's the difference between dropping body fat and, and being healthy, All right. I'm not interested in burning oxygen for energy. I'm not an athlete. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing a marathon. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to I want to burn body fat. Mm -hmm. I want to do it. That's the most effective way. And that is the best way to do your cardio is to walk. Get yourself uncomfortable. Get yourself warm. Okay. don't do it the way I do. You know, don't go Kerouac first time coming up, but get yourself nice and warm. Okay, that's the best way to do cardio. And that's something you could do every day. Mm. You know, probably a year ago, I got back in the gym after some time and I was just walking on the treadmill. I'll do a little incline. Right. I started feeling really good. And after maybe three weeks, I ran one day. Now I'm, I'm like 280. So, and I've had knee surgeries on both knees and oh. uh, felt really good and running the next day. And that, that evening, my knee just swole up and I mm. was, I couldn't even walk then for, for days after that. And so I think I've found that for myself to be true as well. I, I wish I could run just to say that I could, but, Understood. Uh, but to, but to be more consistent, I mean, that took me out for a long time. I'm icing my knee, all this. And anyway, walk, don't run, avoid the shadow, avoid the shade, walk towards the hill and carry lots of water with you. And always have your cell phone. Yeah. That's gotta be. So you said the thing that you're doing, that's kind of dangerous. Uh, I'm guessing that just really, radically increases your temperature i mean you're like a one of these ravers out of the edc out here you know that's you're, right you get overheated or something so, that is correct so interesting man so what about diet you were talking about increasing fat it seems like you kind of lean a lower, little toward lower carb type stuff what about for yourself and and how do you enjoy food as, as well when it's a holiday or whatever so I eat about probably six times a day. Okay. I probably honestly eat about every two hours and I eat carbohydrates uh, all day. I just don't eat carbohydrates three hours before I do my cardio. Okay. All I eat really is just fruits and some vegetables. Mm-hmm. Now I'll tell you what's a, what's a great weapon is the, uh, the low carb wraps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can make pizza with that. Now mm-hmm. look, the pizza is not going to taste like 
the pizza you get from like you know Papa John's. Right, right. But you know, again, when you're dieting, you know, for 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 the, the for, for it being healthy, it's it's pretty good. You throw mm-hmm. some mushrooms on it. You can throw it in the air fryer to cook mm-hmm. in eight minutes. Mm-hmm. It, it, you can have two of them. Mm. So again, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, suffering, miserable. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. No, it it, it doesn't. Um, so I, you know, I eat a lot of chicken. I eat mm-hmm. a lot, you know, a lot of salad. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat a lot of red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you need to do when you start eating repetitive meats, you got to get creative with your marinating mm-hmm. and your sauces mm-hmm. on the side. I have a very strong sweet tooth, and as you can see, I always have coffee with me, mm-hmm. and I'm not drinking it because of the caffeine. I'm, I could drink that and go right to sleep. But what I eat, what I do is either tea. It, it's flavored, mm-hmm. so I'll get like a coconut flavored coffee or a, you know French vanilla. And I'll put some monk fruit, mm-hmm. which is a it's it's like sugar, but there's no calories in it, and uh, put some uh, half and half in it. And the reason I put half and half in it is because fat makes you feel full. Mm. So Brad, if you're hungry, and I got a tablespoon of peanut butter, and I got a tablespoon of white rice, what's going to make you feel more full? Mm. The peanut butter right. will. Okay, so I drank that, so it'll cut down on my ferocious ah, uh, appetite. Appetite, wow! That I have absolutely, and fat doesn't doesn't have any um, carbohydrates in it. Mm-hmm. So my stomach is somewhat full. It'll mm-hmm. get me off to the next meal, so I'm not mm-hmm. really starving. And that's what I, that's what I'll drink either that or tea. What about the idea of you know you just seem like a guy who's really consistent with what you're doing, lifting weights every day and that type yeah. of thing. How, what about vacation? Are you still trying to be mindful that way when you're there too? Sure, uh, or, sure, or, uh, yeah. Holidays come around or things like that. Yeah, so you know, once October, November comes, you know, I'll put on shit. I'll probably put on maybe five pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you're a, when you're a big guy like me, honestly, if I got rid of some of this muscle, I wouldn't mind. You know, mm-hmm. I, I look ridiculous at two twenty, two twenty five, and honestly, um, as long as you're you can you can eat anything you want, cake, pies, cookies. It doesn't really matter as long as you're willing to pay the price the next day to mm-hmm. get it off. Cause it's just water. Mm. It's just water. It hasn't turned into fat yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have a, let's say if you, you know, uh, you're, you're eating pretty healthy and you've done this before bread and all of a sudden you have pizza night, you know, with the kids and, you know, um, you know, maybe had a little bit of cake for a birthday and you get up in the morning and your rings a little tight, you know, you feel mm. it in your fingers. That's just water. It's not that. Yeah. So you have an opportunity to get that off as quickly as possible. So pay the price, mm-hmm. put some sweatpants, sweatshirt on, go sweat your ass off. It'll come off just like this. Like it never even happened. Don't let it sit. Cause once that turns into body fat, it's going to take a lot longer and it's going to take create more of an effort to get rid of it. It's mm-hmm. just water. Get it off. So, I'm wondering about too, and this is a weird question maybe, but I'm, I'm assuming that with this kind of stuff, you're doing good for all of your organs. I mean, you're increasing blood flow everywhere, but I'm thinking about even like skin, you know, like you're out there sweating your nuts off in your suit in 115 degrees. Mm -hmm. You're, you're flushing, you're drinking a lot of water. Um, How does it affect other parts of our health? So, you know, skin, um, organ health and that kind of thing. we got a lot of blood flow going, oxygen getting everywhere. The best thing for your heart. And again, you you know, I'm working with clients that that are older. You know, they say, oh, I got to do cardio. I got to do cardio. No, that's not true. The best thing for your heart is low body fat. Mm. Okay. Body fat is nothing but stored energy. Mm. that's all it is. So when you get a fat guy and you get a skinny guy and they go into the ocean, we've seen this before in the news many a times, they either crash on an island or the, the, the you know, the, 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 the engine breaks on the boat. Who's mm. going to live the longest? The fat guy is. Mm. 
that's stored energy. Mm-hmm. All right. So the best thing health wise for you is try to keep your body fat as low as possible. Weight training is the best thing that you can do to drop body fat, not cardio. Weight training is the more muscle you put on. And I have test after test after test. Every time the muscle mass goes up, it's a living entity. Something has Mm -hmm. to keep that, that, um, that new muscle mass that you put on alive. So your body will use body fat to, to, to keep it alive, so to speak. It'll use whatever you're eating to keep that muscle um, intact to your body. Mm -hmm. Every time the muscle mass goes up, body fat goes down. Mm. And I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tests. And it's about 95%, 97% happens every single time. Wow. So lifting weights is the best thing that you can do. My friend and I, um, he, this is a little argument we've had. He's got a nice gym in his garage and we were lifting weights and then it started getting hot. And I said, Hey, I want to get back to the gym, gym and just do some cardio during the summer. I don't oh. want to be lifting even though it's earlier in the morning. And, um, He's going to hear this and say, see, Brad, experts say lift weights. Don't worry about so much about cardio, but, um, man, this is fascinating stuff. So you're, what is your, what are you doing right now? You're working at Lake Las Vegas at the sports club or what, what did I see down there? I am currently working with some clients online. Okay. Uh, some I I have in India. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So Mm -hmm. India and Egypt are the two number one growing countries as far as, um, uh, health and fitness, and, fitness and training. They're opening way more gyms over there. Uh, Big Ramy is from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, he just won the Mr. Olympia, I think mm-hmm. it was uh, last year or two years ago. I'm working at uh, Del Webb in Lake mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a, a senior, a 55 and older mm-hmm. uh, community over there. And uh, now I'm going to start getting um, a little bit more into technology. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start getting myself, maybe start doing some videos mm-hmm. uh, to put online. Uh, yeah, also. you would just knock it out of the park on TikTok or something like that. Have you, have you been on TikTok? Have you seen it even? Like- you know, I just started getting into it. And you know what they say is that um, the one minute videos are yeah. like the most popular mm-hmm. thing because I think, you know, our attention span, right. especially as men, yeah. is very, very limited. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the one minute videos just fill it up full of information and we like get to the point Mm -hmm. get to the point even when i do my talks you know i'm not going to talk about you know dropping body fat for 45 minutes you know i think people appreciate that you know get to the point make it understandable uh you know get some feedback if you need to Mm -hmm. and 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 move on and you know get as much information you know as you can so what are some of the reasons that you're so likable man Oh, I thanks, mean, and I'm thanks, just trying to put my finger on what, what it is. I mean, people like attractive people. And I do think that's an important part of like leadership and stuff is you got to carry yourself. Well, you got to look nice. You know, you got to, you, you, you've chosen your, just all of how you show up in the world Thank you. is likable. Yeah. But I wonder what things, you know, people have responded to the most when you've engaged with a client or working with someone or professionally, you know, some other medical person or whatever, why, what is it about you? that allows people to kind of trust you. You said that's a big thing. They trust you. They like you. Why? Um, I, a lot of times, uh, I get my business. I've never advertised, mm-hmm. never, ever advertised. It's word of mouth. And I, you, you, so my, my, uh, training studio is a place called Morristown, New Jersey, small community, very heavy populated. And let me tell you something. You start working with two or three women or men who are popular in, in, in the area. Word gets out real quick. It's, I tell you what, I really took off. I mean, I was doing fantastic there anyway. You train a couple of pregnant women. Oh, man. I mean, they're knocking at your door. I mean, they're like, 
I'm like, look, I don't have time. They're like, no, you don't understand. You have to you train gotta me. You got to be the guy. You're, I mean, I there's nobody else I can go to. Your 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 reputation precedes you. I got to have you, and I don't know how to work. And now I'm pregnant. So now you know. Now they're worried about their baby, mm-hmm. and you know. And if you say, say look, I, I just don't have eight a.m. Monday with it. Here comes the husband. Hey, look, <laughs> give me a dress. He puts yeah. your arm around the neck. Says, look, you need to do me a solid. We need you. Okay. To do oh, that. that's, that's <laughs> so you know, I, I think that um, being knowledgeable, projecting confidence, mm-hmm. getting results. Um, have, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. You seem like a complimentary type person too. So you're, you know, you're praising them. You, you notice some growth. I guess there's a lot of feedback. You're, you're reflecting back all these positive things that you see. Hey, you're really picking this up. You're really whatever. I mean, there's a lot of. It's true. Yeah. Again, you know, it's, and again, you know, the bread, it's similar. It's not just physical. Honestly, I would probably say 80% is mental, mm-hmm. you know, lifting the weights uh, is, 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 is easy. All right. So if we lift weights for 45 minutes, you have another 23 hours and 15 minutes the rest of the day. What are you going to do during that time? Mm. You know, that not, I'm not here with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to let them know that when you're not here, this is what I want you to think of. All right. I want you to do everything that you eat. You're eating now for a reason, not for entertainment purposes. Everything that you put in your mouth is serving a purpose. There's no such thing as breakfast and lunch and dinner anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're just eating for a reason. And if you have a client that's a little bit challenging, you check in with them. You know who they are. You know who they are. You check in with them, you know, and you let them know if if you go to a restaurant, you're not sure what you could text me. All right. Look at the menu before you go to the restaurant. So you kind of know, and you don't want to be maybe a little bit embarrassed looking at the menu. Oh, I'm trying to lose weight and explaining yourself to everybody. You know, look at the menu before you go. So again, you know, these little things um, really help people um, not just achieve their goals, but makes it a little bit more comfortable for them. You mentioned something there about not eating for entertainment. So, so I, earlier in my life, I was very fit. I played college football and loved all that, you know, the, the physical activity part of that, just working out all year long and yeah, you're a pretty with, big my, dude. with my teammates yeah. and stuff. And then I got to, uh, after a divorce, I think I, I got to like 425 pounds and I actually had weight loss surgery. And, um, one of the things they talked about is look, you got to stop eating for entertainment. And I thought, Oh man, that's my thing. It's like right. to celebrate or there's, Hey, let's have some fun. Food is always, and I've, I've actually learned this from some clients who talk about, yeah, I just need some protein or I need some carbohydrate. And they, they think of it as like just this machine that does it need gas or not, or does it need maintenance in some way? And food is not just this super fun thing. And I've, I've had an interesting challenge with that because my wife, um, she's 10 years younger than me, but she cooks like a grandma. I mean, she's this Polish girl from Chicago. And she said, yeah, in the winter, we just say sit inside all, all year, all winter long and cooked. So she can cook this amazing stuff and every meal it's massive. There'll be four of us there and she cooks for, there's like 30 people. So the idea of not eating for entertainment, correct? man, that's, I've forgotten that concept, but it seems like when you're saying people who are healthy are just looking at the need and the timing, and it's more about, it's, it's less about uh, the celebration sure. with, with food. Culture plays, mm. a, you know, a big part in that. And you, you said that your wife is a Polish. Yeah. So, you know, again, you know, it's gathering around the table, yep. 
cooking the, the, the meals that their grandparents made, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, with the, the, a lot of the Mexicans here mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, Italians. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just Polynesians, how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. of course. Yeah, I get that. You know, you, know, you tell them that they can't eat rice and they're like, Sorry. crazy yeah. it's like saying i can't breathe oxygen i mean yeah. I, I can't live without it what, what, what are you talking about we have to find a way of me eating rice i'm like look you can't do it all right now i'll modify i'll give you maybe some cauliflower rice and you, you know but again um it's it's understandable and listen nobody's saying that you can't do it okay just cut it down and be prepared to do the dirty work mm-hmm. the following day mm-hmm. that's all but at least you have options you always want to have options. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll never hear me say, you can't do that. Right. No, no, no. No, you, you can, but just be prepared to do the work. Yeah. Afterwards. No, know that it has an impact and you can reverse that or whatever, but you just got to know that the, the cause and effect when you do this, it's going to have this effect on your body, sure. on how you feel, Absolutely. on your gains or whatever. So. so if I say to you, Brad, look, you know, I'm training you and you just lost, you know, three pounds of body fat this week. And now you're, you know, your wife is going to make dinner tonight. You're like, man, I worked my ass off, man. I'm looking good. My tank tops fit good. Right. I, I mean, I'm looking good. I got a couple compliments today. Hey, look, there's always some vanity in this. Okay? <laughs> always. Don't give me that. And you'll get more compliments from guys oh, than you were funny. the women, which is funny. Right. And then you're going to be like, you know what? I'm, you know what? I'm going to eat this tonight, but I'm going to cut down a little bit. I'm not going to splurge. And again, that's why results are the, they're just the biggest motivator that, that, that you can get mm-hmm. for sure. Again, nobody's saying you can't have it, but if you're gonna going to do it, cut it down, do the work the next day. I have a friend who's a medical guy and he's also like a marathon runner and a triathlon type of guy and whatever. And he's famous for baking. And so he cooks these cookies or he'll do these homemade pizzas or whatever. But he talks about, you know, if I want a cookie, I have one. I have one. <laughs> Mm. You know, so the, even within that, to be a little bit restrained and have some discipline and whatever. I love what you're talking about, man. I, I have a couple more questions for you. One is, if you're talking about a dude, if, if I, our average listener is maybe a 40-year-old dad, you know, he, he works hard, he's a professional, or maybe does, you know, blue-collar work or whatever, but he's gained some weight over the years. He's busy with his kids. Right. Um, Very common. Just trying to, you know, do life or whatever. But if he wants to begin or if there is someone who's been there and wants to come back to this way of thinking and this way of being, this way of living, what would you recommend? How can a guy get his head right? Um, What might be some motivating messages for someone who wants to start? Honestly, um, which is the hardest thing to do is it is the hardest thing to do, especially if you, if you don't have a friend to go with, maybe if you could find a neighbor or a friend, maybe your son mm-hmm. uh, to go with, it's a help. Also, I would recommend um, getting a personal trainer, even if he's not the best personal trainer or not the most knowledgeable, get a little bit of guidance. Someone who can just guide you a little bit, a, a there, little, yeah. a little something, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of tips that you can get. Um, somebody that you can say hi to, maybe check in once in a while, once in a while, mm-hmm. um, when you're working out, um, you know, look, everything you need to know is on the internet. Now from there, you'll have to, you know, kind of filter out what's good and not good. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing, man, just park that car and walk in there. Just go up in there. Just get 
in there. And once you do it once, you know, the second time you won't be as nervous the third time. And then you just kind of start to look around some of what other, some of the other people are doing, but it's like anything else, just start getting yourself a little bit familiar, mm-hmm. just get yourself familiar. And then once you start feeling a little bit more confident, you know, maybe get a personal trainer mm-hmm. once a week. All right. You could just start there. Just maybe he could do a routine for you, write it down on a piece of paper. All right. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you see him, he can give you a new routine. Mm-hmm to do and then you do that routine let's say you know three times a week and you just you know from there you just kind of start you know you start to you, know, you start to build up and then you start to other to talk to other people in the gym maybe you get another personal trainer just kind of to compare notes i've always you know sometimes recommended to, to say look go talk to that personal trainer over mm-hmm. there see what he thinks i love mm-hmm. talking to personal mm-hmm. trainers mm-hmm. unfortunately a lot of personal trainers have massive gigantic egos mm-hmm. they don't want to talk to other personal trainers because they know everything and they're doing mm-hmm. pretty good and <laughs> which is it's really too bad yeah but um but you know you know there's there's ways to gather knowledge but just get in there just man start. just get in there just 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 get in there yeah you start to then they start to be familiar faces. You're more comfortable. Of course. What are the early, um, I said a couple more questions. They may be a few more, but anyway, what are some of the early obstacles? So someone got in there right. and they've been going for 10 days or whatever they started. What knocks them out? I mean, they the first leg day and they can't walk the next morning or what keeps people from progressing once they have started? Like, I would say lower your expectations. Okay. Lower your expectations. Be proud that you're just getting in there. That's the win. That's the, that's that a big that win. You're going sign that piece of paper, sign the contract, you know, pay that whatever you know amount of dollars per month, and just get in there. Um, and like I said, from there it'll be up to you, you know, how you want this venture to go. But hopefully, you know, find somebody that that, that can help you out. Like I say, as far as I'm concerned, man, you know, my newbies, you know, I I. I cut, I check with them pretty often until they say, hey, all right, George, stop texting me. Like I got it. So that's how I get it. But you know, that like I say, getting in the door is, is pretty good. What about uh, the cost of a personal trainer? You know, so if they're just down at EOS or whatever, and they just want to, you know, whoever's the newest guy, I mean, just, they don't need a high level expert like yourself, but someone at the lower level to begin with, what might someone around here uh, look to pay for something like that for train personal trainer? So depending on where you are, let's say, you know, so if, if you're in Lake Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sports club or, you know, the, the, the Lake Club, it, it's more than likely going to be a little bit more expensive than somebody is like I'm at Proto Gym mm-hmm. over there. They can, you know, kind of control their their own cost. Um, look, usually for a 45 minute session, it's going to cost you around fifty dollars to seventy five dollars somewhere around there but Mm -hmm. i gotta tell you and i and i say this a lot of people who i first meet look if i can if you work in here in this gym for 12 months with my knowledge okay what i tell you if you long as you do it as i tell you to do what you know and how to do it i can get you results in three months so you may think oh you know 75 dollars is a lot of money you know how much time i'm going to save you do you know how much you know, you're not going to get injured. Right. It's, 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 there's such a benefit to it. Cause again, you don't want to come in here and waste your time more than likely, you know, you're already so busy with other stuff, but if you're going to be in here doing something that you probably really don't want to do anyway, at least make it, you know, worth your while that you're actually doing something. 
So you make a great point about, yes, there's some investment and maybe you don't have to have a trainer forever. I think a lot of men are probably would avoid something like that because, you know, we don't even want to ask for directions. That's right. But much less have you standing over me, spotting me or whatever. That kind of thing is probably hard for a lot of guys. And then I, then I see guys <laughs> have like a hot female trainer and I'm like, bro, what, why is that yeah. your motivation? You know, but what's your, how do you see men like that? I mean, is it, are they very uncomfortable to have you teaching them? Um, I'm just thinking about the obstacles for men. Well, Brad, you are, you're absolutely correct. Every personal trainer has more women than men because women are more, you know, they're more likely to ask for help. Yeah. They're more open to leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. And men most of the times think just because they're men or they were the eighth grade starting quarterback that they know how to lift weights. So they come in with their old jersey on. It's way too tight. You know, and they're drinking their muscle mass drink. It's spilt down their shirt. And they think automatically they dated. But those are the people. It's the men who get injured the majority of the time. Those are the ones who really, really uh, need help. Um, you know, so I got to tell you, you know, when I train my men, I don't raise my voice, especially. I am not trying to cause any type of attention, especially when I work with men, because mm -hmm. I think, like you said, Brad, there's a little bit of you know ego in there, and maybe they feel a little bit they should know how to do this. Yeah. But what I do is I, I keep them close to me, and when I talk to them, I'll just kind of stand them and just say something in their ear, real quiet. Look, you're paying me money, well, you know, for my service and my knowledge. I'm not going to start telling you, know, okay, now look, keep the weight in your thumbs, and like then everybody's listening, you know, getting what you're paying for, <laughs> you know, and I I keep it quiet. I don't yeah. draw too much attention, and um. You know, I'm very serious, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes to this. And um, I, I think they appreciate that. We're not going to go in there and just start bullshitting and just start looking at girls and right, stuff like right. that. You know, I, I think with, with, with the men, you know, you got to be a little bit more, you know, get, let's get to the point. Let's get to work and let's train like men. Yeah. You know, I love it how you're saying you're not causing a scene up there, like, you know, calling them out, embarrassing them or. Oh, you don't want to do that. You're just keeping it really cool so they feel comfortable. And I touch my clients. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of these trainers now, they're basically paid counters. They mm. stand there with their arms and they count. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I think if you're going to pay me this type of money, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to show you that I'm interested in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of times when I train my clients, I'm poking their muscle. Mm -hmm. I'm feel poking, that right there? I'm yeah, poking, you're I'm like showing it. the... The, the, the contraction or whatever. That's So what I'm doing is I'm creating nerve stimulation. So if oh. I just were, Brad, if I just were to walk, walk up to you and I poked you in your stomach, you would automatically flex your ab muscles. Mm -hmm. So when you're training a muscle and I poke it or I press on that hard enough, you're going to flex that muscle even harder. Mm -hmm. All right. It also shows you that I'm interested in what you're doing. If I say, look, flex your bicep and you don't know what a bicep is. Now that I'm tapping on it, now you know what it is. Ah. All right. And usually I have a 10 second rule when I train my clients. You have to say something or you have to touch them within 10 seconds. Again, they are paying for you for your time. Just don't stand there. Act right. like you give a damn, mm. you know, mm -hmm. show some interest, mm -hmm. poke them, prod them, you yeah. know, grab them by the neck. Say, yeah. Well done. Well done. Hit them in the back. Yeah. You know, when I put your hand on top of the head, good job, man. You know, it's, 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 you know, you're trying to, these people are very vulnerable mm -hmm. when you, when they come to the, they don't want to get hurt. Maybe they're a little bit embarrassed. They don't want to feel stupid asking you questions. Maybe mm -hmm. they feel like they should know, but they're very vulnerable, especially the ones that have injuries or sicknesses mm -hmm. and diseases, balance issues, pregnant, um, you know, make them feel 
make him feel good. Make it feel like I got you. You can trust me. We're in this. Me and you, we're going to do this together. You know, you're intense working out. I'm intense training you. You know, let me tell you something. You train six, eight, 10 people like that with that type of interest, you're exhausted. Mm, I bet. You're exhausted. Everybody thinks, you know, playing golf is, oh, you're, you're, because you're concentrating so hard. You don't want to make a mistake hurting somebody, you know? So Mm -hmm. mentally you get tired, you know, personal training, if you give a damn Mm -hmm. and you should be exhausted. Yeah, you're giving your whole self to this person. You are watching every single move that you should be when they make, whether or not they got the weight in the heels of their hands, if their hands are pivoted right, how they're breathing. Um, you, you have to also read them. A lot of times when I first start training somebody, I say, how do you feel? Do you feel sick? Do you feel nauseous? A lot of my clients, they get sick. They get nauseous. They'll throw mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You know, but some of them, a lot of guys, they want to be a little bit. I'm like, don't push through it. I'm telling you right now, you will get sick. And if you throw up, you're going to be really dehydrated. And th- then you're going to have to, you're going to be here for you know, a little bit. So. Wow. So George, man, you are just a wealth of knowledge and information. I, you know, part of this, the reason I do this is because men need men. And I do some, the reason I have all these seats in here, I do some men's groups. I actually have six men's groups. Uh, One of them is off site here. And and a friend of mine does that at a, at actually a senior assisted living place Mm. for older men. But um, I've got guys from 18 years old all the way to probably my oldest client is about 65. And the point is here, learn from a man who's learned some things. And I think we need that in general. So I'm promoting guys get together and, you know, have friendships and a little tribe, you know, a little, little committee, you know, that you can help sure. you through your difficult things in life. But you showing up here is just part of that because you're now teaching 250 men, at least who are going to listen to this. And it's, it's amazing what you bring to this. Tell me what is the most alpha thing about you? And we define alpha as just your highest and best self, you know, that you're, you're operating in your highest possible energy. It seems like you're doing that on a lot of levels. What do you claim? What's your superpower? My superpower? Honestly, um, I wouldn't say that it has anything necessarily to do with my physical being. There's nothing I enjoy at the end of the day. And sometimes, you know, even when I come home, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to some friends or some people that I know go out for a drink or something. And I'll, I'll tell them a story of what happened at work today. You know, I had a guy, um, I trained a guy, um, he was a marathon runner, legit. He, he ran like the, the, the Oregon, the Washington, the New York mm-hmm. city. And he had a stroke and he can't move, barely move the left side of his body. And, uh, I had him walking upstairs today and I took a video of it and I, and, and I have another guy who has drop foot and I record him and then I, you know, I, I, I record him again two months later. And then when he walks, you can't nearly hear as much. So it's, it's, it's you know, as far as me being alpha, honestly, um, that's it. When I see my clients achieve something that they never thought they could do before, maybe they get off their medicines, you know, a diabetic, or, 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 you know, some of these medicines that these people take. Um, honestly, for me, that's it. I, I think that I have surrounded myself with this profession. And it's good for me. It's good for me. And it's a double-edged sword. And, uh, and I've always you know, said this to, to, to people. And this goes for any profession or any, any being. Is that, you know, sometimes the way that you grow up is it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you, but it could also be the biggest fire in your life to motivate you. When you've had a really fucked up childhood and all of a sudden you get a hold of some positiveness, some good feedback, people who say, thank you, mm. dude, you're great. Thank you. You're like, you know what? Forget about the money. The fact that you appreciate me 
and you know that I'm there for you, there's nothing like it. There's, you will work crazy hours. You will work seven days a week. You don't want to disappoint these people. So again, if you don't have this growing up, it, it's it, it's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get into drugs and alcohol and make some really, really bad decisions. But if you can you know, anchor that in the right way, there's no stopping you. There's no stopping you. No is not a, it, 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 it's not in your vocabulary. And I have to work if I have to stay and study, if I have to read, if I have to contact therapists and orthopedics and I have to kind of podiatrist and gather some knowledge because I got this guy coming in who's in bad shape, man, you're going to do it. You do not want to, you know, impede this guy's progress mm-hmm. in any type of way. So for me, that's it. Training some really good clients, busy day. Another big day coming tomorrow. And every single one that walks out of there is like, George, man, thank you so much. That thank you to me is is very powerful to me. That's what motivates me. Man, that's awesome. So this guy's ripped and shredded and swollen. He's got all the good looks. He's got all the- It's easy for me. All those Don't things. give me that much credit. But I'm asking him his most alpha thing. He's built all kind of massive things and programs and businesses. And he, he's saying- the thing that he is most powerful about him is his relationship with people and, and the thank you and then showing up for someone people have asked me before and, and we'll wrap up here, but people have asked me before about, you know, what is kind of the, the purpose of life or whatever, you know, these big philosophical questions. And I've had to think about it cause I didn't know. I didn't know, didn't know what to tell him or I didn't want to put in my spiritual views in there. I just, as a generic, what is the purpose? And to me, here's what I came up with. The purpose of life is to, have a life it's to create life and it's to preserve life I agree so with you, when i think about you george i'm thinking about you you've got a life you've created a nice life for yourself you've created a nice life for yourself but you also create life in other people so the guy that you know the pregnant girl who needs to stay healthy while she's pregnant and doesn't know how to do it and you can show up with this expertise and you're creating life in them. You're reflecting back. Here's the video, buddy. Look, you've, you've, you've made these improvements. How amazing at this growth. Look at this difference from this last couple of months. So you're creating life that way. There's and nothing then, like it. And then you're preserving life because you're helping people be healthier. You're helping them tune into their needs. You know, all of the things that you teach them. Dude, that is, that is alpha to the core. Because this isn't about you just being some lone ranger doing a good doing good things for yourself. You would be just as much of a stud if you were just working out and just fit. But you are bringing that to a lot of other people. And it sounds like doing it in a spectacular way where they feel loved and cared for and appreciated and supported. And they trust you, man. That is the best feeling in the world. I do my best. You know, when people trust you and they say, thank you. And you've just, this has become kind of your identity and it comes out of, you're saying, this childhood thing where there wasn't a lot of, you know, affirming messages or whatever. You know, there wasn't enough love there. And so now you decided to show up and bring love to people. That's what this is, man. You you yeah. do it in the form of, you know, mechanics of muscles and different things like that. But it really is just, it's just love because you're teaching people how to be happier. Absolutely. That's pure love, man. And so you got this big dude who's in here talking about the, you know, building the body and so forth and healing the body and really at the core of it all. And at the core of you, man, is just love. It's leadership. It's bringing life to people. It's helping them have a more quality of life. That's what's making you shine. 
Absolutely. That's to me. Well said. It's spiritually deeply. I can just tell that that is in your, I don't, no one's a perfect person, but I just believe that that's what's making you operate. It's like, there's just this really high energy stuff that's going on with you. And I, I just, I notice that because I study people as I listen to them talk, but I'm like, you're for real. You're the real deal about this. And I, I appreciate you so much, man. If, Thank you, Brad. George, if people want to get a hold of you, do you have a phone number or like how, what, what's the preferred way if sure. one of these guys, there's some business owners and people around here I work with who, who might hear this and go, that's my dude. I need to find out how to get in touch with them. I don't know if you even take those kinds of contacts, but if someone wanted to reach you, how could they? You can call or you could text me 856-296-9916. Um, I'll get back to you uh, very quickly. Yeah. So um, like I say, I mean, um, I, I, I have a wealth of knowledge and mm-hmm. all different type of um, of, 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 you know, abilities as far as injuries and eating and, um, you know, training and, uh, basically, you know, getting people started especially. So like I say, even if it's just a, a conversation, just the fact that you even called or text messaged me, mm-hmm. I think again, it's a step forward. And if I can show you, this doesn't have to be that complicated. I can make you feel comfortable and, you know, we'll move at your own pace, but I'm going to push you. So oh, I love that. And just, and just let me take this surrender to me. Just surrender. And I'll take it from you. Let here. me help you. Yeah, I love that. Dude, you you know what? You 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 look like a million bucks. You obviously just, you know, you 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 seem like kind of an intimidating guy in a way. I hear that. You know, <laughs> but you are freaking not that person. Yeah. Like you have every reason to be a self-centered, conceited person. You know, you mentioned some ego there. I'm sure that's part of it, but like to be so down to earth and so approachable and just so genuinely nice. It, I can imagine that you make that process feel very comfortable for people. It's so funny. You you say say, this guy knows what he's talking about and he, but I see those ego centered trainers and stuff around where they just think they're hot stuff and they can't wait for the fat lady to be done. Right. 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 right, But you just seem like you're someone who can really join with them and be there. That's absolutely, that's the soft skills. You know, those are the things that you can't, you can learn about, muscle and and the science of it you can't learn how to love people really right you're absolutely and i it's 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 so funny that you say that i hear that all the time because people see me and like that guy's a jerk look at him you know he's 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 a good looking guy he's you know he's he's not married and uh, he's got that body and then they get to know me they're like dude you are nothing that I thought that you were, <laughs> I thought you were an asshole and I didn't even talk to you just looking at you. I, I, I didn't like you. Right. And so, you know, it's just kind of funny, you know, how, um, you know, people perceive, mm-hmm. you know, somebody to be one thing and then they wind up being something totally different, <laughs> you know, very common. Well, I'm so glad to have met you, man. I really Thank appreciate you, your time I appreciate here. your invitation. I, you Thank know you. what? I can imagine that I always think I'm going to have this panel of, and I've got eight or 10 guys that I'm going to rotate through here, here and there, but I, I might want to have you back at some that point. That would be man. fantastic. I think this show is one of my favorite ones here. You just take a tough topic and make it seem like it's a lot of fun. You make it seem like it's doable for everyone and that they just have to push through, show up. You said, park your car and walk in the door and begin. And you're going to learn, do all the diets, try, try everything. Talk to a, if you can't afford a trainer, talk to someone, get some guidance, have some information about what you should be doing. Um, you've talked about the value of if they did invest in a trainer, it's going to save time and injury. And it's going to be actually far more beneficial for them to work with a professional on this stuff. George, sure. I really appreciate it. Oh, you, thank you, Brad. Thank you. You guys were talking about this because 
we need to be better in every regard. We need to be better with our bodies and our mind. We need to be better in our relationships. We need to be better in our attitude, our actions. We just have to show up better at life. And George, you've been a great example of that. You've Thank inspired you, me I here today. It. Thank you. Um, I saw your blue tag here for Proto Gym. That's the one I just canceled. Because, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Get your ass I was going to go there because uh, EOS was all full. Yes. And then I went over there and, and I loved it, but I got COVID like the day, like oh. that night. This was like a year ago. Right. And um, so I just never went back and uh, I ended up going back to EOS, but I, I canceled that recently. But she's now that I know you're there. Proto Gym's not the, as busy. I, I love that place. I love the feel of that place. It, it's, it's, one of the it's it's privately owned you know which is which is unusual out here in nevada mm-hmm. and also it's not nearly as crowded yeah and you're gonna find i was also in proto gym like nobody's in there recording themselves you know setting up these you know these tripods right. and bullshit it's you know people get in there it's pretty quiet just trying to work out there, they're, they're, yep. they're, they're, they're working out mm-hmm. so nobody's looking at you or we're there when they got their own stuff that they're, that they're working mm-hmm. on you know um you know they'll share the equipment there you know mike's the owner mm-hmm. there and um you know you can get around a little bit easier on the machines that, that yeah. you need to get to so you know, i'll meet you there brother man. all right man i really appreciate you, you dude I, i'm you, serious Brad. we're gonna have you back this is probably gonna post within a few weeks but uh appreciate you being here Thank you, brother. you guys until next time no excuses alpha up if you're a man that controls his own destiny a man that is always in the pursuit of being better You are in the right place. You are responsible. You are strong. You are a leader. You are a force for good. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum.